Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. I'm going to continue today with hope. I talked about hope yesterday, and I think of that old song, My Hope is Fixed on Nothing Less Than Jesus' Blood and Righteousness. Yes, it's the blood of Jesus Christ that was spilled for you and I so we could have hope and that we could have eternal life. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for another beautiful day. Thank you for beautiful people who are listening to this radio show today. And Lord, that maybe just listen to Pastor Jim and going to listen to Pastor Paul next. Thank you for their lives. God bless them. May they see you and may they see you clearly. God, I love you. I give you thanks and praise in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. Well, folks, God is good. He's always good, and and a lot of times people say God is good, you say, all the time, God is good, and that's true, you know, and we know that there's a lot of things going on in this world, but he's there, and he's going to walk with us through them. And I I was thinking about a passage of Scripture, and I was doing this message, and and talking about uh, Jesus' parables, because Jesus always recognize the importance of believing and recognize the importance of just that one. This is a very familiar parable to you, the 15th chapter of Luke. And this is Jesus' words in Luke chapter 15, verse 3 through 7. He says this, Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Why is that? Well, the 99 righteous people who already have repented, they already had their party in heaven. But now another one lost came. He said there's going to be more rejoicing because that one has came to know the Lord. He joyfully, in this passage of Scripture, he put the sheep on his back. He left the 99 sheep, he's telling them. He left the 99 sheep because they were safe. And he went after the one that was lost. He carried it on his back, all the way on his shoulder, all the way back to the flock. Then he was so excited, he called his friends to rejoice with him because the one was lost and now is found. Folks, I remember my father always telling me that kind of story. My father growing up would always say, Tom, When you lead someone to Jesus, there is a party in heaven. There is rejoicing. The angels in heaven are rejoicing because that one has come to know Jesus Christ. Folks, it's not about the mass. It's about that one. Which one are you going to touch today for Jesus? Who are you going to influence today for Jesus? Who are you going to pray for particularly today that Jesus will get a hold of their lives? I think as I'm saying this, probably somebody comes to mind. And I pray you'll use that, you'll follow through with that, and you'll say, Lord, use me to help that person come to know the Lord. Folks, it is time to leave our holy huddle and to reach out to the one who is lost and help them see the hope in Jesus Christ. You know, sometimes we get caught up in our church. It's all we are. We're all within our church. We're all within our body of Christ. We're there all the time around all God's people all the time when we have a lost one that's just in our grips, but we we uh, let him go because we're too busy with those in the holy huddle. Yes, we need the church. We need encouragement. We need the fellowship. 
But we are also told to go into all the world and change the world, win people to Christ, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It's not baptizing into the church. If you're being baptized into a church, there's something different and wrong about that because he wants you to be baptized in him, baptized because you believe in Jesus Christ. You're being baptized because you made a commitment. As the Word of God says, repent and be baptized, every one of you. Didn't say repent and be baptized because you go to a certain church. So folks, make sure you understand that. It's about your relationship with Christ why you need to be baptized and to show the world that the old is gone and the new is there. Hope is a confident expectation in someone or something and of course someone that someone of course is Jesus Christ. He is our life-changing agent. We expect God to be present with us. It's more than a hope. It is an expectation because it is promised. Even in the Old Testament, 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 11, it says, Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. It didn't say, seek his face some. Seek his face when convenient. Seek his face always. Great things await those who hope in the Lord. I think of all of us looking at expectation of fun events. It's like, it seems like in, in Boise, when June hits, people start thinking about one thing. And I think you know what I'm talking about. They start thinking about Boise State football, unless you're a Vandal fan. Then it's Vandal football, or whatever it might be. You start thinking football season. I, maybe I'm just talking for myself. I've been a big football fan my whole life. I, I love football, and I love high school football. And, and so I kind of always kind of get in the mood. And right now... I, I hear about football all the time because I have a friend I've talked about on the radio, son that go, his, goes to our church, and he's a phenomenal football player, and he's being recruited by major colleges, major Pac-12 co- uh, colleges and, and Big East, co- I mean, just all over, colleges all over the place that are that are chasing him down, and, and it's exciting. His dad called me today and told me Oregon State's coming to town, and then next week, uh, University of Washington's coming to see him, and and he's going to Utah, and Utah State, and Idaho State. I mean, it's one thing after another, and I love that, and it's getting close. I mean, he still has another year of high school, but he'll probably sign before the summer's out. But how fun. You know, we look forward to that. But folks, more than anything else, we want to look forward to walking with God every day. And he wants us to enjoy life. Folks, he wants you to, He doesn't mind you enjoying football. He doesn't mind you enjoying golfing. My associate pastor Pastor TJ, he's a tremendous golfer. He's only golfed twice this year, and I went out for the very first time. I only golfed, I think, twice last year. I, I went out the first time with him two weeks ago golfing. We had some people in town, so we went golfing. And, you know, he shot a 78. One time, 78, that's crazy. I mean, this guy can golf like crazy, and that's good. I'm glad he enjoys that. But, you know, and I think all those things are fun. All the things we want to do, skiing, camping. But through it all, make sure Jesus Christ is in the throne of your life. One of the most amazing passages of Scripture is found in Isaiah 40, 31, one that almost many people, even if they're not Christian, have heard. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will not. They will walk and not be faint. See, God will renew your strength. He will lift you up in times of weakness. And folks, I want you to know, we all 
have times of weakness. This pastor has times of weakness. This pastor sometimes feels frail and feels like maybe it's time to retire. Maybe it's time to do something else. Maybe it's time just to, I've thought about uh, getting off the radio waves. I've thought about letting somebody take over the church, which is going to happen before long. Who knows? I don't know when. But I've thought about all sorts of uh, situational things. I want to live by God's timing. But uh, this week certainly has been a reminder about life this last several weeks. My sister-in-law Peggy would have never dreamed she would have lost her beloved husband of 22 years. And I look back 27 years ago and I think about losing my son Luke and thinking, really, Lord, what is this? I'm walking with you, I'm trusting you, and this happens. But you know Denise and I had to dig deeper, yet in who we are, we're in Christ. We had to trust him that he would walk with us through it. And I can tell you from all my experiences that I don't have the answer to the whys. So you don't need to call me and say, Pastor, could you explain to me why? Because I don't know. All I know is whom I believe in, and that is Jesus Christ, and know that someday I will see my Lord and I will see my family again. You know, our hope is fixed on Jesus Christ. When my brother Dan passed, all I could think about was Dan in heaven hanging out with my brother Luke and my brother David and mom and dad and his, and his uh, mother-in-law, uh, Bob, who he loved dearly. You know, and over the last 27 years, uh, my wife and I, we'd cry often about our son. But you know what? We knew and we still know that our hope is in heaven and we'll see him again too. And I know everybody listening today, you've lost somebody. Everybody has lost somebody, whether by tragedy or whether by old age Somebody has left this world that you know. You know what? And sometimes it leaves you empty inside. But I can tell you this. Peace comes in your life when you can accept God's sovereignty in light of the inability to control the outcome because you cannot control the outcome. And see, we want to be people of control. We want to control the outcome. If we could control life's outcome, we would be something special. Everybody would be looking to us. But we... Paul reminds us that hope originates with God. In fact, Romans 15, 13, the Apostle Paul says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may be overflow with the hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. As much as all of us would like to avoid difficulties, Christianity is not challenge-free. Did you hear me, folks? Christianity is not challenge-free. God did not issue free passes because we love him. Christ himself endured great trials and had to call on his heavenly Father for strength to finish God's plan. When hard things come, although our natural response is to fix it or flee, God gives us the choice to trust him with the outcome. Hope moves you through guilt to eternal joy in the Lord. We always think about John 3:16 for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. But do you ever think about John 3:17? For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. People of God, that is a message we must get out that God wants to save people from their sins, from eternal disaster and bring them to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. My hope today is that you have the saving grace of Jesus Christ in your life because he wants to change it. He wants to give you hope 
or tomorrow. Lord bless you. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.